mode. Round 96. This is the official video game podcast of Secret Friends Unite. And you know what, folks? I can't believe you just rolled into that. I love it. We have a podcast you can subscribe to that is not just co-op mode. Our network feed will get you everything. It'll get you the Holocron Chronicles, Code 47, and Secret Fringe Night Prime for all things geek. And while you're out on the interweb subscribing to podcasts and such, go to YouTube. Check out our YouTube channel. Subscribe. Hit that like. Comment. Tell us what you like. And see what is in our backgrounds. Or maybe there's a stranger trying to kill my co-host. And my co-host is Mark the Canardian Caravan, and I'm Todd Oxtra. Mark, how are you doing? I am great. I didn't know you were going to start that. That was a very Sean Capri start to this episode of just like, Mark made a dirty joke that no one's going to hear, and then Todd said, welcome to co-op mode, while I'm laughing and... Puts us in the mood, Mark. I want a happy Canardian, right? Good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's good. So I'm, I'm great, man. How are you? You know what? This is the bright spot of my day. Oh my goodness, it's been a thing with work. Uh, And I'm happy to talk about video games, stuff that's just fun and goofy and and makes me smile. That's good. Yeah, I had a a very like weird and eventful day. So I'm sorry to hear that you had a rough one. Mine's mine's been very interesting. So um, I haven't really shared this anywhere and I'm going to have to share it on like my Facebook page and a couple of other places. But over the weekend... Um, or actually, so a couple of weeks ago, I was flying my drone in, uh, in where, where my family's like, uh, cottages. And when I got the footage back, uh, like a couple of days later, I was looking at the footage and I noticed this weird shadow, uh, in the water a little bit off in the distance. And, uh, the shadow was consistent and very, very angular. So not really like a natural looking kind of thing. Um, anyway, so over the weekend, last weekend, I, I flew over it and checked it out. And, uh, and it was so interesting Saturday that we actually went and snorkeled on it Sunday. And, uh, turns out after talking to some older people in the area and figuring out, trying to figure out what the heck this thing is, it's a, it's a sunken wharf from best estimates are 17 to 1800s ish that they used for lumber and has been just kind of lost to the ages and took a drone shot because the thing's so massive. And this is like, I'm talking a massive, massive wharf um, that the concrete basically is just like concrete rock foundation that's, that's left. Um, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's very, very hard to see. Even when we were snorkeling on top of the thing, um, we could only see it once we got kind of out in deeper water and noticed, you know, giant piles of, of rock and, and whatever, uh, as opposed to the, like the sandy bottom kind of thing. So it is, uh, it is very big. I have a scuba team actually contacting me because they want to, uh, dive on this. There's been like thousands oh, of yeah. views on the video that I shared and, and I only shared it in a, a, a local area group. And uh, now I've got like, you know, historians kind of contacting me about like who owned this thing and people sending me like land deeds from the 17 and 1800s to try to figure out where approximately it is. And um, it's been very, it's been very weird. So, and it hasn't even, like I said, it hasn't even really gotten out of this group aside from a couple of people sharing some stuff. So that, that's been 
one interesting thing. And then we have a, a local uh, comic nerd kind of convention coming up uh, next week. And it's not official yet. So I, I kind of, I don't want to like jinx anything or say anything, but whatever I will. Uh, I think I'm going to be uh, headlining the the conversation with one of the guests uh, who's Sharami Lee, I think is, is how to pronounce it. Um, she's, she's a voice actor. So she does the one that I was excited about is she does Roddy tops in, uh, in the, the Shantae games. She's also oh, the very cool. imagined in Fortnite. She's been in like 7 million anime things. She was sailor Venus. I want to say in, uh, in sailor moon. Um, she has done so much. She's the actually relevant to the news we're going to be talking about today. Uh, she's the female voice in uh, Cyberpunk. So, oh, very cool. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna. I think get to talk to her like next Friday or Saturday. The the, the details aren't really solid for something that's a week away. But um, anyway, they contacted me today, and it sounds sounds kind of interesting. So hopefully, they get to shore up those details and and. Uh, yeah, everything works out, but uh, you heard it here first. I think I'm going to be heading that that panel discussion Q and A kind of thing as the host. So it it should be kind of an interesting. It's been an interesting day. Nice. <laughs> well, congrats, man. That's awesome. Day, you it? might have discovered like a secret entrance to like an ancient portal that might bring <laughs> up, up the mystical creatures that do live off your coast, Mark. <laughs> so, man, when we were going snorkeling on this, it was my uh, myself, my my brother, and uh, my cousin's uh, boyfriend. And so the three of us kind of like, we were going over, and my mother man, she was like, so I'm like, don't touch anything. Don't touch it. Cause like from the drone shot, you could clearly see this was like pretty old stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, don't touch anything. Don't touch anything. And there's a, a guy that's kind of an amateur snork or a scuba diver um, in the, the cottage next to her. And he was like, don't touch anything. Don't touch anything. things shift. You can't touch anything. It's been in there for a hundred years or whatever, or 200 years or whatever. Um, you know, if you touch one rock, everything could fall on you and everyone, uh, you know, um, so they, they had us so paranoid that we were just kind of like hovering above everything. But I, I kept making a joke like, oh, no, if I see something, I'm sticking my hand. In 100%. <laughs> yeah, I'm turning that knob. I got to get into Atlantis or whatever. I got to let the cracking out. And, if there's something uh, glowing, it's over. It was, <laughs> it was like if there's if there's a cat sitting on the shore before we go it's into a sign. the water, that's a quest. That's a quest. And I gotta I gotta solve the puzzle. I gotta turn the knobs and and unlock the treasure. Obviously. Somebody's gonna drop something, so somebody has to get their phone <laughs> that they dropped in it, Mark. That's what happens in video games, right? And then you gotta follow it, and then adventures await. Yes, I love it. I love it. Well, that's awesome. Congratulations on a discovery plus an awesome opportunity, my friend. Thanks, man. It's been, it's been an interesting week. And I, I, I feel bad that your day was uh, was kind of hectic and stuff. So I'm hoping that, you know, it's fun to talk about video games and stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, other things have happened. Every two weeks we reconnect. So life is kind of crazy and it's like we never left. Yeah. And I mean, the big news in our house is my son is getting more independent. He's driving. It's his first day of school. He's a junior. Drove to school. His mother had little problems with that because, you know, baby's leaving the nest. So that was a big deal. But another thing is he 
funded his first official gaming purchase, which was a gaming PC. We put it together. Uh, a friend of his encouraged him. Uh, we sourced all the parts. Uh, Logan was more of an observer as me and his friend put it together. And it booted on the first time, which is the first time I've ever built a PC that did not have snafus. Uh, And it's a solid build. It's really fun. And gaming PC building right now is very affordable versus what it was like two years ago. So highly encourage anybody to want to explore it. And, you know, it encouraged me as my gaming laptop is not so awesome and it's only two years old um that i may go the the gate the the the, i might go to desktops going forward but um we'll see how that goes it's tough with a laptop uh, especially with modern laptops that aren't aren't really built to start taking pieces out and replacing this and that and uh you know, be, being as modular as a desktop PC is. And I'm a, I'm a big laptop fan myself. And I, I, I'm also an Apple guy. So I've like relegated myself to the fact that I'm not going to play games aside from like dinky little Apple arcade experiences. And mm-hmm. some of them are, are good. Uh, and the M the M one and the M two chips can, can handle some, some graphical stuff, but like I'm not hardcore gaming on my laptop. Um, but I guess, yeah, that's probably the downside of a PC, like a, 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 a gaming laptop. I, you're I kind of locked in. Yeah. Into. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're locked into the motherboard, the GPU, the CPU, the, the, the memory and like the, the RAM and the, uh, H, you know, the, the SSD. Those are the only things you can really replace. And I've give, been given support by the guru, Lee, to actually uh, uh, replace the thermal paste on my GPU. And I'm like, I've never done that before, and it could be problematic. But you know what? If I'm desperate enough, I may try it. But yeah, I mean, it's it's an adventure. PC gaming is is a thing for everybody. I'm not even a guy that likes mouse and keyboard play because of the ergonomics. It's just never been my bag of tricks. But I think that's why the Steam Deck is so engaging because for 400 bucks, it opens the doorway to so many possibilities. And you can even use it as a PC. You can put Windows on it for 400 bucks. It's kind of crazy. And it is essentially opens the door to the biggest library in gaming. So, you know, I, I recommend that. If anybody really wants to get to gaming, uh, it's a great opportunity to take advantage of the Steam sales, uh, have really interesting uh, control mechanics because it's got uh, haptic feedback. It's got um, uh, touch controls, like almost like uh, little mouse pads. You can use your fingers. It's got everything. It's a really unique uh, voyage that uh, Steam has gone on from all of their iterations on their different hardware. So, yeah, it's, it's an exciting time to game. There is something for everybody. You can even get that little play date. Mark with the little crank. We paid a lot of money for it. One. He just sent me a picture, and uh, I haven't. He he promised a full review, but but so far I literally just have uh, this picture that he just sent me. If, I think if still, watching I think, the video, it's it's smaller than I expected. It's tiny. Like it's, it's tiny. It's, it's like the uh, tiny. It's it's yeah. Uh, I don't even know what the best way to describe it is. Really almost cool. like a. Smaller than a Game Boy SP or maybe the Game Boy SP when it's closed, like the clamshell. It's probably that size. It's given off some uh, like taller, but Game Boy Micro vibes. Like Game Boy Micro was, you know, it's it's not quite that small, but it's it's given off those similar vibes. So I can't wait to hear uh, John's impressions of of that. But he just said he was very excited. He sent me the picture. He's like, I'll give you a full review. It's uh, it's a cute little fella. That's perfect. <laughs> Cute little fellow. That's exactly right. Yeah. And and the context tech context is basically every 
week, I believe, or two weeks, you get a new game. It just shows up. It just pops mm. into your your game, and I think you're guaranteed so many new games over the life uh, of that console. Haven't heard if actually they will have a store to buy games. I'm assuming they will, but I don't think that's part of their model yet. So it's 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 very yeah. interesting, and it's a monochrome screen. It's not even like a colored screen either. So and and the big the big me- mechanic is a a crank. But it doesn't like charge the system. It's for gameplay mechanics, so it's it's very unique. But yeah, uh, there's so many like, different ways to play. It's like WarioWare made a game micro console. games, yeah. Except it's like, all crank. It, it, yeah, like it, cranking it's, it. It's, <laughs> that's it. It's like WarioWare. I named the game. For many, it's it. Yeah, it's it's wild. Wouldn't that be awesome if Nintendo said, you know, we're gonna we're gonna toss it game? Yeah, that would be great. Like just PR, like they help an indie. Just something fun. It'd be goofy. Go back. They just probably have old an old game on that never came out of the Game Boy uh, original hardware and said, "Hey, play with us." Yeah. yeah, come on, Nintendo, make it happen. Have a play date. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, you know what? We've rambled a little bit, but you know what? That's the whole point. We talked about games. We talked about life. Now we're going to talk about Pirate Return. And this mm-hmm. week, I was really inspired. I don't even know what it was that inspired me, but um, I said, <laughs> "You know what about let's." It just felt like something snapped in my brain, Mark. Maybe I was at a delusion after 12 hours of work day. I'm like, you know what? Let's do this. Um, I said for Buy, Rent, Return this week, let's do games that are better than the original. And I went back to some of the heritage games along with some of, you know, the because I almost didn't like knockoffs. I think it was the first thing I proposed. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I can really come up with any good knockoffs, like what Bible Man or something like that, or, you know, Bubsy. I think we did bad mascots already. So I'm like, yeah. let's do this one. So this is, Mark, what I picked. I said Miss Pac-Man because so many people consider it better than Pac-Man, um, which is funny because Pac-Man and Miss Pac-Man are not owned by the same company. Which is just crazy. Really? Nam- Namco does that. not know own Miss Pac-Man. Miss Pac-Man is actually owned by Level Up Games or whatever that makes all those like uh, arcade games. Because apparently somebody hacked a Pac-Man and made their own version with Miss Pac-Man. Long story. It's crazy. That's why you see those Pac-Man collections. Miss Pac-Man is never part of it. I did not know that. Yeah, it's Where's very it weird. Yeah, so uh, Rock Band. Some people consider that better than Guitar Hero. Some may not. So that's why we're going to get the nitty gritty. And then also mm-hmm. Streets of Rage. Some people may consider that better than Double Dragon. Um, so let's start with you, my friend. All right. And you can flip it on the script. And then you can, you know, you can either buy what I'm selling or you could take the one and say, nope, this is better and, and go oh, for it. Okay, okay, okay. All right. Um, hmm. See, okay, I I appreciate it what Rock Band did, but I always preferred the Guitar Hero instruments, mm. and uh, I if there there was something for for me that I always preferred Guitar Hero. So if I was going to buy one, I'd buy. I think I'm gonna go buy Guitar Hero or Rock Band, just because those games were so much fun. Those either one of those games doesn't matter at this point with like a full instrument deck, full song library. Like I would buy that in an instant because they they were so much fun for party games, just to play solo, whatever. Um, working instruments for either one of those can I think be a little hard to come by now. So mm-hmm. if you if you had like some magic genie that was like, here you go, you want to you know of these three working rock band or guitar hero I'd, I'd go with that but i always did personally prefer guitar hero just a little bit more than rock band so um that's my buy okay 
rent. Oh, man. See, you're hitting me hard now. Because I love both of these next ones for very different reasons. I love stupid beat-em-up games. Doesn't, doesn't matter if it's Double Dragon, Streets of Rage, uh, Scott Pilgrim, Ninja Turtles. I don't care. Just give me a character that can just punch and kick something and eat some turkeys off the ground, and I'm happy. Somebody drops uh, their weapon, you get to use it. Yeah, yeah. And and um, But Pac-Man and Miss Pac-Man are such classics. And I just learned something new about Miss Pac-Man, so I want to like go play that now and shoot I'm going to rent Miss Pac-Man just because it's I learned something new so I appreciate that right now and I'm going to return Streets of Rage so I can play Double Dragon and Ninja Turtles and everything else and have my fill of of those um, kind of beat em up games because there's nothing that really does pac-man or miss pac-man like you choose one of those and yes miss you know um it's a roguelike right you start again and you try to get a better score every time yeah don't but you don't get that experience like beat em ups are you know if you if you get rid of one off the 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 menu there's there's a million others but if you get rid of pac-man or miss pac-man what else There's you nothing else there. No, you've just got more iterations of Miss Pac-Man and Pac-Man, like what Pac-Man 256, Pac-Man yeah. Championship Edition, those type of games. But it's exactly yeah. the same, though. Yeah. So that's I'm going to rent that because I, you know, again, the, the I think the Rock Band for a buy is is longevity's sake, and then rent Pac-Man or Miss Pac-Man, you get your fill. And uh, and I'd go Miss Pac-Man. I, I I do think that was that was kind of a better experience. Um, and I'll, yeah, I'll return Streets of Rage. Good choices, though. Man, that was, that was tough. What about you? Yeah, yeah. there was a clunker in the bunch, which is good, because sometimes mm-hmm. I do throw a clunker in the bunch like a conker <laughs> in the bunch. <laughs> That's it. That exactly. This was tough. Wow. I, you know what? Um, I will kind of agree with you, but with a different twist. So I am buying Rock Band because I just love the fact that it was the first one to bring in like singing and different instruments and things like that bring the band together. And it truly felt like it was that type of experience. But to your point, my son would say a guitar hero. He loved like heroes of rock, uh, you know, where it was almost like an arcade experience where you're trying to beat a boss. Um, and he actually uses, uh, he plays a game called clone hero on PC. We're essentially using guitar hero instruments on PC with all of the tracks you can import illegally or legally. I'm not sure how he does it. Don't know, but he loves it. He, he has a Wii U Wii guitar mark that he found a connector to a plug in PC. So he loves it. And trying to find that adapter and the thing was not cheap. So, and I still have a rock band guitar for PS4. Um, but yeah, rock band is my favorite. It has so many memories. Myself, Sean Nias, my friend, Brian, Brian Cole rocking out as adults, being stupid and singing badly. Um, it was fun. We had a blast and just, you know, Brian, was not a, a, a video game guy, but it was something that he could play and enjoy and have a good time. He's a big Rush fan, so hail Canada. Uh, yeah, Sean's a big uh, Bob Dylan fan, and I liked all the indie tunes. So and it's just a tr- great way to learn new music, too. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Oh, oh, man, it's fantastic. It's like, the, it's like the next generation of like Tony Hawk, where rock band and, was, guitar, and guitar hero is yeah. the same way, right? I was just going to say, like, growing up, going through like the Tony Hawk games of like discovering music, 
then hitting rock band and, and either discovering or rediscovering some stuff or, or then being able to like buy your favorites. Cause you get, like when guitar hero first started, I don't know when you got into guitar hero, but like a lot of it was covers. Oh yeah. The original artists they wouldn't couldn't pay the, yeah, it was, it was before they, they like Activision finally bought them. It. Yeah. Yeah. And Red, Red Octane was the company that made the guitars and we just need somebody to, to make a game for our guitars. And so, oh, let's yeah. bring in, you know, um, what was it? Harmonics, you know, and that's. Yeah. You know, uh, and yeah. It, so it was it was funny. And then you, you saw it take off and you saw mm-hmm. like bands actually want their own version of Aerosmith, uh, the Beatles with rock band. I mean, yeah, yeah. they there, there was a Lego rock band. Uh, there was what was it? Was it Band Hero for uh, guitar hero was it? no I, I can't remember so uh, many of no, them it was, it was guitar no guitar hero just kind of added more instruments but i think it was still called guitar hero but they they went full band yeah. um but yeah so it would like it was it was such a great time for discovery and now it's like i don't know i guess it was Fortnite because i i've i've actually weirdly enough discovered some songs through Fortnite. because you, you get into a car and you turn on a radio station mm-hmm. you turn on a rock station and you're like this song's kind of badass. Shazam. Yeah, let's go. I love what it. Yeah. Yeah. Whoop, oh, there goes, uh, <laughs> my, my ring light is completely broken. Uh, no, that wasn't the monster that from the, uh, the bay that was attacking Mark uh, for no, I'm unearthing its yet. crypt. No, not yet. So I'm yes, we've, we've had a ring light emergency, but you know, we'll, we'll be back in, but you know what? Check okay. the video out so you can see if Mark's okay. Um, <laughs> you know, we worry about him. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I panic the disco, one of those bands that just really grabbed me on, on uh, guitar or rock band. And I'm going to see him next week. Very excited with, with the family because awesome. Logan likes them. I like them. His mom likes them. So it's a great just experience. So yeah. Um, so yeah, rock band, that's my buy. My rent is going to be, uh, it's probably going to be double dragon because that's a game I can play with two people and have a good time and play collaboratively. It's fun. It's goofy, but I love double dragon. I played in the arcade, played it on the NES and it was hard as balls. And there were a lot of like things that just didn't make any sense. And the hit boxes were horrible, but it just, it was once again, trying to get as far as you could get on a quarter or whatever. Loved it. Uh, I think there's only really one good double dragon game though. So um, it doesn't have a legacy like streets of rage, which like number four was fantastic. Um, You know, they just built on it. Sure. Yeah. I mean, and that's kind of weird. It's like, well, eventually Double Dragon was very limited in the moveset, but it definitely was mm. the pioneer. So yeah, but Street of Rage, far better game. But for me, it's Double Dragon. Uh, then um, I am uh, probably just going to return Miss Pac-Man because I played it so much. It doesn't really bring anything new to the table, but to your point, Mike, you're right. Mark, you're right. Um, but uh, fun fact, there's actually a hack in Miss Pac-Man. If you press, I believe, the one-up button at the same time you hit the um, the one-player button, it makes it double the speed. Well, Like right. one of the first hacks in gaming at the arcade. So, yeah, a great memory that I love. So there you go, folks. That is our pick. So agree, disagree, let us know. Good thing they put Baby Pac-Man, because that game sucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh well it didn't make a uh, cute baby yeah very cute baby it was a pinball mashup it was a pinball pac-man mashup very odd yeah. i think oh, well. that would work because uh, you know round and things and anyway yep if it, it was weird for metroid it could work for anyone but come on i'm an arcade kid i remember all those bad ones super pac-man when you got super huge and the, the soundtrack was awesome but yeah we could talk about 
Pac-Man spinoffs all day long. Because uh, we're getting that remaster, the repack coming out too. So I'm kind of a little excited about that. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well. Um, well, folks, we're going to twist it up. Normally, we'd go on what we're playing, but we're going to get into news first because um, there's some news stories, and we haven't done it in a while. It's just the two of us, so we're going to talk about a little bit of news, uh, and then we'll get into what we've been playing, and then we'll get into the bonus round. So, Mark, this is all you, man. You're the Pokemaniac. Um, I may be the expert, but you're the Pokemaniac. Sure, yeah. So we got a new... Because we're, like, we're recording late, so I don't think we've addressed that yet. We're recording late. The episode's going to drop a day late. So we're recording this on Wednesday, the date this will usually drop. But the benefit of that is we got slapped in the face with a ton of news today, specifically including a new Pokemon trailer uh, for Scarlet and Violet, which is going to drop on November 18th. This trailer focused on... Um, a, a few of the different paths that you can take and a few of the different things that you can do that aren't just go and beat this gym and then face the elite four and blah, blah, blah. There's some other uh, things you can, you can do to try to um, work your way through the story in this world. Uh, but we also saw some exclusives, which, uh, which are some very, very cool looking looking Pokemon um, that look like they're ripped straight out of like a Mega Man game. And I love it. And I'm trying to think of their name. But we, we saw Cloth, which is a giant uh, crab looking thing. Not Claude? And, uh, Not Claude? So close. So close. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Um, oh, shoot. I can't... Uh, I can't find the names of the other two, but they're they're version exclusive for each one. So there's one for Scarlet, one for Violet, and um, I do okay, we have. So uh, let's see, I've got it, Mark. Uh, yeah, yeah, cloth. Yeah. So uh, this breaks down. We're introducing a cl- to cloth a stony cliff, a cliff titan, uh, Victory Road, the Pokemon League chairwoman Gita, as well as the Grass type leader Brassius. The final new thing in the trailer, other than the various glimpses of previous unseen Pokemon, is the reveal of gym tests. All right. Uh, but we also got like, so we, we have those, those other two uh, as well. And I'm going to find the names of those in two seconds. Um, okay. So we hear Ar- Arma Rouge is exclusive Ooh. to, uh, to Scarlet and Cyrilu, Cyrilege, Ledge, Cyrilege. <sighs> Come at me with the, the actual things. Anyway, that one's exclusive to, uh, to Violet and has like swords for arms and looks incredibly badass. Those are the Mega Man types. Uh, they're they're the two Mega Man exclusive to each one. Uh, we also got uh, we saw Satitan again. Uh, we got Cyclizar in there, which is like a bike lizard. Um, saw a little Grafei Grafei. Anyway, that's a monkey that does graffiti. Uh, we saw that what? one the trailer there a little <laughs> what? bit. What? A vandal yeah, monkey. monkey. Oh my goodness. They released a kind of a sneak trailer for, for that one uh, maybe last week or something like that. Um, so there there are a few. a few, And, and then, of course, we saw the starters, uh, Sprigatito, Fue Coco, and Quaxley in this one, as well as um, Meridon and Coridon, which are the two that turn into bikes and gliders and everything like that. So we're getting a better sense of which ones of, you know, which Pokemon are going to be exclusive to which version and that kind of stuff. And uh, it, it seems like 
Scarlet is really leaning into like reds and fire and like that kind of like old school, like uh, I want to say almost like ancient kind of like caveman energy. <laughs> like if you even see the way that the, the, um, the lead trainer is, is dressed or the professor is dressed. Um, you know, she's, she's just kind of very like caveman esque. And then everything from Violet seems very futuristic. Like Miradon is this mm-hmm. like hovering kind of electric thing. Um, everything's very like purples and darks and futuristic and, and that kind of stuff. So um, I'm very curious to see other changes in these two, the, the, um, the, the trailer didn't really show too much about like, if the world is going to change between the two, but um, it, it's, it seems like it's going to be an interesting one because I, I found, I don't know the last few, like you get a couple of version exclusives, but otherwise there's not a big deal like of which version you choose. Mm-hmm. This one seems like there's a little bit more to it. So uh, it'll be interesting to see as they go on. And that's not all. We also got uh, a, a sneak peek of the surprise of the century, Todd's favorite new OLED edition of the switch. Uh, Todd, what do you love about this one? This is a Pokemon OLED version switch. Mark, they didn't cheap out. They actually decided to actually put something on every surface you could. Um, the dock is very iconic. It's got the two Pokemon on it. With the, It's a white background, but the two Pokemon side by side, uh, which is cool. I like when they do something with the dock. It's very cool. Um, but then you look at the Joy-Cons. They have the school badges, I assume. That's what those are, along yep. with the color. And then when you flip that bad boy around, holy cow. They didn't play, Mark. They put graphics and things so i'm like that's how you do a custom you don't you don't half-ass it you don't do like the bare minimum like it's just a color and then a dock and things like that um i made fun of and listen the beginning of the podcast we made mark laugh i always make fun of the splatoon oled because there's a big blop of squid iridescent pee on the front of it i'm like what are they doing with their splops and the sploops but yeah i think this one's a, a great um, uh, just option. And obviously you get the little joy con, uh, connectors, the hand straps that are, um, also kind of got the cool color coded, uh, straps. So uh, I'm assuming you don't get the game, but it's like going to be 360 bucks. Uh, I'm assuming that's the normal standard for these, but man, oh man, uh, I think they nailed it. And those early adopters who got the OLED a year ago, suck it. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I'm in that sucker category. This one even releases on my birthday, November 4th. So a couple of weeks before mm. the game on November 18th. Uh, I saw some people complaining about how it looks like just stickers on the back of it. Uh, but the whole thing of this is, is you're in school. And I don't know if like for me, I'm going to show you the back of my iPad case right now just to show you that I like putting stickers oh, yeah. on my stuff. It's like your so trapper keeper came to like life. This. That's it, right? Like it, it <laughs> um, so if you're someone that likes to put stickers on some things like this is going to speak to you. One key thing that I like to, I, I want to point out right now is even the back of the dock, which for 99.9% of its life is going to be facing the back of some sort of entertainment unit. They have, Oh, I didn't Pokeball even see that in. So there's a cutout on the back of this deck yeah. uh, where the wires and stuff can be fed through. And that's even colored as a Pokeball. 
That's cool. I was just looking at the trailer because I didn't notice that. Exactly. It's like attention to detail. It's like, it's always make fun of that Splatoon like pro controller where it's just like two colors (laughs) and then something like, that's what you did. It's just, it's just so funny because Xbox, I think, does the best like custom controllers. Uh, I think they do the best custom consoles. Uh, Nintendo could essentially just put a sticker on a console and people would go Mm -hmm. crazy for it. And this one, I really appreciate what they've done. The biggest problem though is, can't they just sell these joy cons separately? I mean, please. Oh, yeah, I know. I wish. It's just silly because there's some people Honestly, that connect, collect joy cons. Oh, yeah. I would buy the dock for this. Like, it, it's so nice. Like, honestly, in in uh, my my wife's Switch, she has just the original Switch and it's starting to show its age a little bit battery life wise. And she's Okay, getting, is this going to be the Mark, the Mark pitch? This, this could turn into like, I'm gonna buy this Pokemon one and just you can have my OLED and then we'll both have <laughs> Here's my time. sloppy second, Sonny. I love you so much. I'm doing you a favor, is I'm giving you a better I'm giving you a better is. switch. Yeah. <laughs> um she'll 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 probably she might go for that because then she yeah. won't have to spend the money on an OLED. Um we'll see. I do have a we'll see. I do have a question about just this game cuz Logan has been hot and cold on Pokemon. I think he liked Arceus a lot. I think he saw mm-hmm. some like things that were just a little bit he, he missed some of the traditional things, but he liked the open world, the combat and things like this. Um, yep. Is this just the traditional combat versus open world like movement and and things like that of of Arceus? Uh Kind of. There seems to be some stuff from Arceus, and I, I've been replaying Arceus, and I, I didn't really include that in my what you've been playing kind of stuff. So good time to talk about that. Uh, I've been playing Arceus now, and I'm almost finished it. And I appreciate that game as well, but it doesn't seem like they're taking a ton from that and putting hmm. it into this. It seems like there are some things where you can kind of sneak up on Pokemon in the wild and and kind of get the drop on them like you can in that game. But um, mechanic wise i don't think they're taking a lot like as far as like surprising them i mean like catching a pokemon before you even have to battle it or whatever. Or like you're moving around the battlefield like, versus it's just more turn-based like i take a turn you take a turn it's the, that traditional it style seem right like the battlefield might be a little bit more interactive okay there were That's some good. scenes in this trailer that again i don't have anything confirmed but it seemed like there was a bit more of a dynamic movement to it or something similar to arceus so there, there could be, could be one thing I did read today was your partner Pokemon, the one that you have out of the ball that's following you around can go off and do its own thing hmm. in this. So if it spots something in the different distance, whether it's a, a Pokemon or an item, it can go off and grab that item. While oh, that's cool. Going off in a different direction, or it can just go fight other Pokemon and you don't have to be involved at all. But can it just die or is it going to retreat if it's going to die? It, I'm guessing it would return to its ball and okay. retreat and come over okay. to you and whatever if it faints, but then you have to go. Because if you lose a Pokemon, you love Mark that way. I think people I'm are sure, going to be. Yeah. I'm, Dear I'm sure Mr. Nintendo, I do not like your decisions. <laughs> no, I'm sure it would just return to the, the ball and you'd have to go revive it or bring it to That's it. pretty funny. It's like that cocky like um, pet you got that just wants to chase, chase squirrels or do something dumb. Yeah. It's like, oh, why did you bring me back a dead squirrel? <laughs> Thank you. So that's it. But I think, you know, if you spot it fighting something, you're like, oh, I haven't caught one of those. Like, I better get over to it. Nice. And kind of assist and and step in i think you can step into the fight 
But if you don't want to be involved, you can keep on going on your mission and that little Quaxley's going to go beat up the, you know, donut dog or whatever it is. Um, yeah. Interesting stuff. Very cool. There's Very definitely cool. some and new mechanics in this. Yeah. One last question. This is the third Pokemon in 12 months uh, when it releases because we yeah. had a sort of can Pokemon continue just to have a game every year? Is is that just overkill? Is it is it reducing their opportunity to improve? Kind of like a Madden or something like that. They have got to put a game every year. Got to put a game there. Game, game Freak is not a big company. Nintendo doesn't typically give a lot of resources to their their, their studios. And we know Pokemon Company is not owned by Nintendo, but similarly, Pokemon Company is not a huge company. It is the biggest franchise in the world. But it's still not big. They don't put the most money behind their franchises. They don't do things like that. I'm just wondering, would a, a, a gap like every other year, kind of like Assassin's Creed, would that benefit? Give them more time to just experiment, trial, do some things, add more animation. Like Logan always complained, Dad, the animations aren't that good. It's like it's like they should be better for for the biggest game in the world, which often it is. And it's like, it, should that should Pokemon be more? more than it is or is it is it okay to just put out do enough because that's what's going to maximize their funds nintendo's smart they're smart they know why put more effort into it if it's not going to generate more sales is is it good is it good enough versus we're going to be the best handheld game on nintendo because it's got the best animations the 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 best uh, production uh, it's going to have fully voiced all those fun things versus no we're going to be reading a lot of text because it's cheap and easy we don't have to worry about like uh, localizing yeah, I I think that's kind of the problem with it is is you know, they sell like hotcakes. They do enough to keep on going. And their current model aside from Arceus which kind of was just such a weird kind of thing, but the their current model was like Sword and Shield one year, remake the next year, new game this year. So it seems to be an off model and you get the B team kind of working on a remake or a re-release of an older game or that kind of thing. So if they go on that pattern, like you can see some changes. And I think Arceus was kind of a lead up to this game where they were testing some of the open world stuff. They were testing some of the interaction with Pokemon. They were testing some of the traversal stuff because in that game you can get on the backs of different Pokemon or client, they can help you climb mountains or they can help you swim or this and that. Um, and I think that was kind of a testing ground for this. So whether we see more weird spinoffs like Arceus remains to be seen, but I think next year, yeah, we'll get a remake again of generation, whatever, and, uh, and keep going on, you know, Scarlet and Violet as the mainline Pokemon for another say year or two or whatever it is until the the next mainline. So I think and actually I lied because Pokemon Snap and Pokemon Unite also came out. <laughs> so right. Jesus, that's a lot of problems. Plus the anime, plus yeah. all of the different things yeah. they do. So it's like, yeah. Um and we still haven't got right. that Detective Pikachu uh uh sequel or the movie sequel. Mm-hmm. So yeah. there you go. Yeah. Pokemon's well, just an unstoppable machine. It is the biggest franchise in the world, which is just crazy. Once again, like I said, if you looked at like how profitable they are, they've got to be more profitable than everybody else because they don't like overspend if they don't need to. Yeah. And they got the CCG yeah. and the Pokemon cafes and all of the merch. So yeah, they got it figured out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Nintendo's so jealous. Like, why isn't Mario like this? Why doesn't he have all the things? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's it. 
Oh, well. Uh, man, this is all about Mark. Maybe I'll, I'll mix these up, though. We'll go to my story first, and then we'll go to your <laughs> story, because, you know, yeah, uh, it's the Mark show. Uh, but um, a game that kind of led me to talk about my computer was I got my gaming laptop in 2020 fall, got a good deal on it. It's got a 2070, 2070 RTX, more than capable to run awesome games. And one of those games I wanted to run was Cyberpunk. And if everybody remembers Cyberpunk, it's got one of the most infamous launches like this is the game that can't fail and uh, essentially was botched on launch on current gen consoles worked well on pc but it just essentially they overpromised and underdelivered, and they should never have launched on current gen be- or old gen because the hardware just wasn't there and uh it just had too many problems never ran substantial i don't know how many years later I mean, it was delisted off the playstation store um uh, eventually, uh, they did, I think, 18 months later, finally get a version that's playable up to 30 frames per second on uh, the uh, you know Xbox One, PS4, that type of hardware. Um, but and then they have a new, finally have a, a next gen version for PS5 and Xbox Series that runs fantastic. It's just it's a great game. They just and and that's what I'm getting back to is I can't play it on my PC because my PC overheats. It's got some issues. Not sure why. I just picked it up on PlayStation for 15 bucks. So, um, and they had a big day of news. So essentially, um, they have finally, you know, updated the, 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 the next gen hardware, which is great. The game runs great. And they have announced new DLC that's based on the, um, the animation, uh, that came out on, um, Netflix called edge runners. So they have new content that just dropped in all these extra things that are making the game better. Um, but to make people sad, but I think it's the right move. The expansion that's going to be free called Phantom Liberty is only going to be on next gen and PC. It's the right move. Um, and that's going to be free and that's going to come out in 2023. I'm so excited because the people that played the game had a good experience. Love it. They think it's one of the better PC RPGs out there. They, they laud the story. Some of the mechanics are fun. Um, and it's definitely doing something different than say the Witcher did. Um, cause this is one of their first new IPs. Um, so I've wanted to play it. I just have not been able to get into it because I've had too many PC issues. Um, Lee don't curse me. Um, Lee Navarro. Uh, but yeah, so I'm going to give it a go on PS4 because I love the Witcher so much and the care they put in their stories and the side quests and things like that is really exciting. So this might be the game that fills some of my gaming drought cause I've been looking for a game, which goes into a theme, but this is exciting news. And once again, uh, you know, before all the nonsense, they were, you know, the Witcher three with all their free content and all these things and their standalone expansions were phenomenal. Some of my best gaming moments in last gen. So uh, this has me excited and I cannot wait to play it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really have to get back to that game now that it's all sorted out and everything. I kind of like, I bought it at launch and I could have returned it and I never did. And uh, it's just been kind of, I played a little bit of it and then kind of said, you know what, I'm going to wait for them to fix this and optimize everything. And I've heard too many bad things and I'm way too excited for the story to let kind of a subpar gameplay experience get in the way. And uh, I think it might be time to revisit and get into cyberpunk. I think so. Two years is the charm. Apparently two years, two years to, to, to ripen. It's like a, you gotta age that wine, Mark. I'm going to bust this backlog. If only there was a show about busting your backlog. Exactly. Or, or, you know, exactly. Or maybe a, a a certain, uh, uh, 
winter uh, gamer who mentioned something mm-hmm. about a backlog, which we'll maybe get to mm-hmm. uh, yeah. as we go forward. But yeah, this is exciting for me. I love free content. I like developers that offer these type of, you know, and I think they've got to win a lot of people back. And this is what you do. New content plus then more free content coming in because I think this game will have long legs because it's a long game. And I think people will always look for, you know, experiences to really uh, challenge the rigs. And when we get the next Switch, I assume because Witcher two or Witcher three worked on Switch, we'll get a Cyberpunk on the next Switch. And if it doesn't have long legs, you could replace those short legs with long robot legs. Sexy robot legs. legs. Exactly. Super and hopefully you're wearing pants versus robot. just dangling uh, things hanging out because that was a thing you could do. Nah, it's the future. Let her hang. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's dangerous though. There's just too much. Never mind. (laughs) Uh, But getting into less dangling news, we're getting in. Mark, uh, Ubisoft Forward is coming. But Mm -hmm. I feel like Ubisoft, if any company doesn't love a leak, Ubisoft loves a leak. And we're hearing a lot of things about what's happening with Assassin's Creed, especially after Valhalla has been kind of holding the franchise uh, up for the last few years. Something new is coming. Yeah, so uh, they have Ubisoft Forward on September 10th. That is this coming Friday. I'm very excited about that. And uh, yeah, so this leaked and then they got kind of out for the leak and they announced Assassin's Creed Mirage as the next Assassin's Creed game going to be taking place uh, in um, Baghdad? I believe so. The Middle East, yeah. Uh, Middle East, that that kind of... um, during the 1800s, so this is a character that actually showed up in Valhalla, uh, and this is the the going back in that character's story. So, um, very very interesting. And if, if you, I'm not going to say anything more about that character that because there's some stuff uh, about who it actually is and who it is in the Valhalla world and blah blah blah. Anyway, um, but that's not all. There might be more. There may be multiple games, several new games in this franchise that, so they, they said this is the next one, but there, there could be, um, we could be seeing some stuff from the Holy Roman empire. We could be seeing some stuff, uh, focusing on the like witch trials in, during the Holy Roman empire. There could be some stuff going to, um, I've seen like Japan, mm-hmm. I believe, uh, is another rumor that's that's going around. Um, and then a view of like kind of what's even further next. So uh, a, a mobile game, two major games, uh, peak of the future of the franchise. Like this, this could be a big day if you're an Assassin's Creed fan. So uh, man, I'm excited for Friday. Yeah, and you know they haven't even touched upon the, I mean these rumors that Infinity is supposed to be their games as service ongoing platform that is supposed to be the next level and you know uh, we've heard about that th- they were going to put out some games that were kind of more like those placeholders almost like a what was it uh, the the one pirate game that came out on uh, uh ps3 and xbox 360 was it rogue oh yes yeah rogue 
Yeah. They did a bunch of those like standalone games. They did one for like the Vita, the Liberty. Uh, oh, God, what was it called? The Liberty something or other, where it took place in it's America. Just it was like a Liberty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they've they've done this in the past, and they've had those side scrollers. There's been a bunch of Assassin's Creed things. Um, so I can see really these. You know, they may do a like a balance of like if you want this type of experience, we're going to put out your traditional, but in the future, we're also going to offer you this more expansive like worlds and like oh you could go to japan you could go to russia you could go to india you could go to all these different places that i think south america that they've never explored and maybe they don't want to put a full game against it but they could have worlds play with your friends have a syndicate or whatever you want to call it and 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 do some thieving or assassinin uh i think that's what you call it assassinin yeah assassinin yeah Yeah, definitely okay correct term for that the appropriate term yeah that's it assassin i Assassinating. A gaggle of assassins. Yeah. Yes. Um, but yeah, Mark, this is your bag of tricks. I mean, I never have really gotten into an Assassin's Creed. I liked what I played in a Valhalla, but the, I, I mean, is it time that we're going to stop? Should we stop having like 120 hour Assassin's Creed games? Is it oh, time to so. have a contained experience? 100%. Like like 40 to 50 hours where you don't lose people and you feel like, why did I start a game where I can't put that much time? Like I stepped away. How, I don't even know if I could get back into the game because I'd be lost. Yeah. Uh, apparently, Mirage is a step back. It's getting rid of a lot of the RPG, the leveling elements, all that kind of stuff. Uh, they're they're going back to, I guess, you know, Baghdad has the same kind of feel as the early Assassin's Creed games as far as the, the architecture and the structures and the way you kind of get around those buildings and that kind of stuff. Uh, apparently kind of harkens back to like Assassin's Creed 1 especially, but also like some of the feel of Assassin's Creed 2. So um, I would love for them to get back to the, that kind of storytelling, that kind of kind of condensed thing and uh, and i'm hoping mirage is the answer to that and i'm hoping the other stuff is a peak of what's going to happen in the future but i've also heard that they're remaking assassin's creed one that's not <laughs> even in this, uh, this news report that we're reading here wow. so um the, it, the, yeah there's there's a lot friday that could be revealed and uh i'm hoping just everything's true like it'd be <laughs> be kind of cool just to see like you know we're doing almost like a pokemon type thing like we're yes you're going to get mirage as the next big game but we're also remaking this and we're also having this bite-sized thing and here's a mobile experience and here's you know different ways to play for different people and different play styles yeah i mean obviously we're going to get more from ubisoft in regards to their franchises we know there's a splinter cell being developed that people are excited about um you know rainbow six there's probably something going to be happening with that i've heard uh homeland might be uh in the in it might be revealed finally um division is you know is obviously is a successful franchise i think they would like to bring back uh and get it in the front uh, the forefront of everybody uh beyond good and evil 2 it's a game i want really bad but when everybody have left that game like what is it truly and i just really would wish they'd say haha that was just a joke we're actually just making a sequel to the game that's fun and goofy and it kind of feels like a nintendo game please do that because i would love that mm. um but yeah i mean there might be some surprises i mean they always show up like here's our roller champions here's this game here's that game they could pull something out of their hat to be like, oh, this could be the most fun thing in the world. And they're probably going to talk about the, uh, the the Mario Rabbids game too, I assume. I hope so. And I hope we see the next Immortals game. I hope Phoenix oh, yeah. Rising isn't the end of that franchise. I want to see I want to see where they're going Has next. Has that been two years since that came out? Yeah. Holy crumbs. 
Mark, mm-hmm. we're getting old. I know. <laughs> These kind of games got to come out faster, you know? I know. Crazy. Somebody's going to start talking about like 2030 games. Like, oh, don't tell me a 2030 game. Holy cow. Finn will be like, oh my God. He'll be a uh, grumpy, yeah. you know, preteen. That's <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, man. Let me tell you, Dad, about my stories. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, well, that is the news this week. Hopefully you enjoyed it a little reminiscing about what is possibly happening. There's going to be more. There's rumors about Nintendo Direct, which would be fun. There's State of Play. Uh, you know, maybe Xbox will actually finally tell us, but hey, when their big games are coming in 2023, because they say they're coming. So cannot wait till we get that. So um, let's get on what we've been playing. So Mark, you played a game that, uh, or maybe Loren played a game. I played it too. I oh, watched good. her play it. So, so she's been waiting for this game. She's been counting down for ages. Disney Dreamlight Valley. I mentioned, uh, I mentioned it earlier in the show. So she, she's been literally counting down days, hours, minutes until this was was dropping. Uh, she got it on Switch, and but it was also included on Game Pass. So I watched her play it a little bit. She was so excited yesterday when it finally dropped. We got home from work. I said, put it on the TV. I want to watch you. Finn loves Disney characters. So I said, he's going to love it. As soon as Mickey Mouse popped up on the screen, it was Mickey, Mickey, Mickey. So he was enthralled. And uh, we just kind of all sat around and watched this game unfold. And I have to like, it, I was like, I, I was intrigued. So I was like, okay, this is on game pass. It's not going to cost me anything. I'm going to fire it up. So once Finn went to bed, she kept playing on her switch great thing about switch is she could undock it play it that way and i fired it up on the tv and started my own profile and it is it's fun i did run into a couple of bugs on switch hers crashed on the xbox series x i ran into a thing where the quests just would not continue so i had a quest with goofy and i had a quest with mickey i'd go through the um the conversation tree. Cause there are multiple things that you can kind of pick. They all kind of end up in the same location. Cause I tried it multiple times to try to make this quest pop and, and go forward. And it would go through. And for Mickey's, it was, he gives you a recipe and then you have to find the things. And I had the material for the recipe, but he would not, it would show him giving me the recipe, but then it wouldn't be in my inventory. Mark, why can't you give me your recipe? Oh, my recipe, bitch. Give me my recipe. (laughs) Goofy, it was, uh, I had a a fishing rod and he was supposed to repair the fishing rod. And it was, it said, go talk to Goofy. And I'd talk to Goofy and it would just kind of like linger there. And then he wouldn't repair the fishing rod. So I actually had to quit out of the game, completely quit it. Cause on Xbox, you know, like the, uh, Mm -hmm. suspend quick resume or whatever. Like I had to like get rid of this, this game running. And once I fired it back on, everything worked. It was fine. It was great. Should I do another impression of a, uh, of a Mickey character? I would love that. Yeah. Well, gosh, Mark, why can't you be good at video gaming? I like that little gruff, uh, goofy. I can too aggressive. Well, too aggressive, yeah. Goofy. Just aggressive enough, Goofy. <laughs> Just aggressive enough. Um, but it, it's it's cool. This is a cool game. It's it's kind of like questy. There's some Animal Crossing elements. I already started decorating my house and like decorating some stuff in the village that you have, and uh, and you you get to a certain point and you get to visit other 
Disney franchise lands kind of thing. So your first three choices are Moana, uh, Ratatouille, and Wally. Oh, nice! And you can, but you nice can mix of one, like, so. yeah, nice mix of uh, franchises. Mm-hmm. And Merlin kind of helps you through some things. And oh, I'm a Merlin. huge sword in the stone. Sword in the fan. stone, Merlin. so good. Great stuff, and it's yeah. such a, a great kind of mix of like new stuff and like Merlin just like being his weird kooky self. And there's a cool story, some cool cutscenes that kind of lead you in. And a weird uh, anime more, like Kingdom Hearts to throw you off. You're like, what the hell is this? <laughs> no, and a more in depth character creator than I was kind of expecting for this. So it's good, man. If you if you um, the tough thing about recommending this game right now for anyone that's not on Game Pass is you have to be really, really sold on wanting to play this because right now it's basically early access. You're paying for early access. Yeah. This game's going to be free to play in 2023. So what you're paying for now? Oh, wow, is like it's 2023. Pass. Okay, I thought it was just like a very short. Uh, interesting. I, I is is this coming to mobile too? I'm not sure. I know okay. it's going like PC and Mac. Speaking mm. of Mac gaming earlier, um, but I'm not sure about mobile. It, I, it would probably work on mobile, and GameLoft has has done a lot of mobile stuff, so I can imagine it going on mobile, and uh, and it would work there. There's nothing super complex about this as far as like sure. you know skills and stuff that I've seen. Um, but that that's the the downside of it now is is it's i haven't run into anything so far that it's like you have to pay to do this you have to do that but you i have like run out of energy but then you just visit your house or eat something and your energy is restored but it it kind of hit me at that mobile game kind of like oh what do you mean running out of energy like is this something i'm gonna have to- <laughs> they couldn't use a better term than energy right. that's like the classic yeah mm-hmm. um yeah. But come back in 24 like- hours <laughs> There, there is some like cosmetic stuff that you can pay for if you want to, or you earn, like I earned a bunch of in-game gems and stuff yesterday just by doing the quest that they asked me to. Um, and I started unlocking some incredible stuff and some Pixar hmm. stuff. And I'm working my way to get like some decorations for my house. But last night I unlocked the Incredisquirrel. So you have a little companion pet that follows you around. So my Good. first one was a crocodile. My new one is a squirrel dressed like the Incredibles and it just follows me around and just does cute stuff. And it's, I don't know. It's an incredible squirrel, incredible squirrel. Um, I like it, man. I'm going to, I'm not going to lie. Like this is my animal crossing nice. itch. It's my Disney obsession. Yeah. It's uh, it's hitting all the right notes. But again, if it wasn't, I didn't get this on switch. I'm not loving it that much that I want to put money into it yet. I'm happy with it on game pass. Loren got like the super special edition. So she's got some like cosmetic stuff that I'm, that I am like looking at it. Like, I kind of like that. I kind of really, really like that outfit (laughs) or like this cosmetic in your house or whatever. But, um, but I'm happy to have it free air quotes on, on game pass. So um, weird one to recommend, but if you're a Disney fan, either try it on game pass or, or check out some videos and then jump in. Cause it's, it's been cool so far. Yeah. Start saving up your shekels or those Disney points for your uh, energy drinks or whatever they require. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, aside from that, like I, I'm already mentioned, um, you know, another game I've been playing, so I'm going to skip that. Um, 
I did play a tiny bit of Sea of Thieves with my nephew who just got his first Xbox and wanted to play Sea of Thieves because he heard about it and thought it looked awesome. And I just bought a pet fox because foxes are in the game now and they're adorable. And I let Finn pick which fox because there's like five variations of fox, a regular Arctic fox. Um, And he saw an Arctic fox when we went to the wildlife park and was absolutely in love with it. In love with it. And as soon as he saw the Arctic Fox in this, he went crazy. He was like, oh, cute Fox, cute Fox, cute pup. Aww. And uh, so that was it. I own an Arctic Fox now and uh, that's it. So see if these continues to be great. And uh, the last game I played, I finally finished Moss in VR and I'm ready to jump into Moss too, but then got super distracted by um, playing forever or forever VR darts. Um, so ah. instead of buying, <laughs> instead of buying Moss two. I've just been playing darts, so that's it. So that's that's basically all I've been playing. Yeah, Moss is a game I I own, and it was the first game I actually demoed on PSVR at a Best Buy. Mm-hmm. They showed me Moss. I'm like, that's very cool because it's almost like you are. Um, it, it's like a it's like a very cool story with a with a mouse. Uh, I can't remember what his name is, and then you're just kind of a, a third person perspective god. Uh, that is watching the play. Yeah, I want to play it on Quest, and I think I have it on like Steam, so I have to connect my PC with it. Right. Um, so that's fine. I've done that before. I really enjoy it. I actually use virtual desktop to do it wirelessly mm-hmm. to my PC because my PC's got the horsepower. It, the wireless connection is actually better than the actual corded. It works really well when it works. I did nice. that with Half-Life Alex. I need to get back into it. My shoulders work. Um, I've got my space. I've got my Quest, so I need to get back in that. Maybe that's like I said... Mm-hmm backlog things like that it's a game i gotta play but yeah moss is one of those games i've just heard so much good things about it was one of my favorite gaming experiences like in a long time uh not just vr experience i'm talking full gaming uh such a great story such a uh uh, intimate instant connection with quill uh, and I love the little details of like you beat a boss and you can kind of hold your hand down and she'll give you a high five and she'll dance oh, around or she'll look that. over at something and you can kind of look over and, and say, Oh, there, there's something over there. Or she'll get frustrated if you don't move quickly enough or move her quickly enough. And she'll just kind of like, look at you and be like, come on, dude, we got to play. Like I, I kind of put my controller down for a minute just to, you know, kind of like rest up after, a. a a fight and, and she she just kind of looked at me and like hello like we 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 moving what's going on here so such a such a fantastic game and i've heard moss 2 is just even better so i i can't wait to get into that one it's yeah it's and i think with one yeah, i think with with psvr 2 launching in uh 2023 i think that's great for all of vr because playstation is putting their muscle with more games and i think we're gonna see games ported up and ported out uh, to be on quest and things like that. I think we're just going to see more going out there. And unfortunately yeah. my quest will probably become obsolete because they are apparently going to announce a new headset in October, but I've heard rumblings that it might be like quest a premium Pro. headset. Yeah, it is. yeah. Which might be yeah. out of most people's like, you know, impulse buy, which there's, is just a frustrating two, thing. Two premium sets coming up. I think in the next little bit, uh, quest pro or project Cambria, is mm-hmm. the one tease. I think it's October 18th is, uh, is the meta virtual connect thing or whatever. Um, and then undisclosed date. We just had an Apple conference today and it wasn't announced there, but, uh, 
Apple, I think, has finally circled Apple Reality as their mm. uh, their name for their their AR slash VR project. But that one again, rumored the first iteration is going to be very premium uh, and aimed more at professional. So I don't know if it's going to be kind of gaming compatible or focused or whatever it's going to be. But I, I I'm I'm super happy with my quest too. And the oh yeah, that you got it at the right at. level, Mark. Yeah, because right now it's time. more expensive, and yeah, it was a better it was a better headset than I own, and you mm-hmm. you know it was cheaper than what I bought yeah. my quest. So it was more of like a Logan. He really wanted it, so we split the price. So it's no no remorse there, and I've I have more games I need to play there, but I've had some great experiences, and that's what VR is great. It's putting new ideas out for the gaming that, you know, a traditional controller or mouse keyboard just doesn't provide. So, um, yeah, it's great. And you can also cast so people can see what you're doing. Um, and if it's available, there's some games that are really good to play with others where one person's wearing the headset and other people are doing something around as they observe. So very good. Uh, so myself, um, I, uh, with the new PlayStation system, uh, PS plus, they've introduced like game demos for games you can try, which is great. Cause I think I want more game demos, Wish this game would have been included, but you know, beggars can be chooser. So I played roller Jerome and this game is crazy. Mark, this is like Tony Hawk pro skater with like Mad Max where you're going around a course, uh, you're killing people. Um, but the ability to get more ammo is dependent on your ability to do tricks, so essentially, you have to do like, uh, you know, flips and twists and all this stuff around almost like a skate park. And you've got people shooting missiles at you, helicopters, bad guys, and you have to take out so many guys. And you've got like all of these little um, achievements you have to get, like, you know, th- shoot down five missiles or do this, you know, type of flip and do these things. And it has such a cool aesthetic. It almost reminds me of like um, Liquid TV. Oh, I'm trying to remember. Uh, and Flux. Or... Mm. Mobius comics or something like that. Or there was an Xbox game that came out that was very uh, sparse, but um, almost like uh, shell shaded. Really cool. It's a game that gets very hard. It's satisfying. You don't, you don't fall, which is nice. It's not like saying, Oh, you have to be good at skating. Like you would, you would bail on it, but it always lands, but you always have to really understand what's around you. The enemy shooting at you. The enemies are like mutants, weird guys with guns and they're all over the terrain. And I think it's a fantastic game for what it is, but I'm not good. And I was having a good time, but I'm not good. But I, I, it was funny because it was 45 minutes essentially of a trial. I'm like, that was enough for me. And somebody is going to be like, this is my new favorite game that I'm going to get, you know, do all these things and get the high score and move on. It is dependent upon getting all of like those, like those, um, those objectives to Mm. move on eventually. Um, but I think it's a really good game. It controls great, looks beautiful and it's a cool experience. So, I mean, like I said, it's Mad Max versus meets Tony Hawk. And it's got a lot of those experiences. Like you grab things up in the air, you got to jump high enough and you can fall off the stage sometimes, but it ports you right back. So it's like, you know, Mario Kart, you put you right back in the thing. So I think it's a great game. If anybody wants to try it, I think it's on PC and PlayStation right now. It may become, um, widely available on other platforms, but I definitely recommend you check it out. If you like that type of arcadey type experience, um, it's different. This game looked a little stiff in the trailer that I saw. Which I didn't expect because it's the same developers as uh, Ali Ali, isn't it? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Which is like an incredibly It's such game. a weird transition to make that game. Like, you know, a very, very cool skateboarding game. Stretch. Yeah. Um, is it stiff? Like in... No. In play, you feel... Like, it looked so like... I don't know. No, when you play better. it, you have full control. You don't feel like you're like... The animations are getting in the way. You're just having a good time. You can slow it down. So it's got like that bullet... Uh, bullet uh, was it bullet time where you can like slow time down and shoot your I think it controls excellently it's very fluid um, but it's a different animation style like I said it feels more like uh, that punk Mad Max aesthetic which I think a lot of people like and it feels very sparse but it's not it's because of the aesthetic they're going for and I think it works for it and there you go after your rounds you go to like your you're almost like a, a, a crew in like like a boxer you go back to the um, locker room and you can decorate your locker. You can look around to find more about the people that are playing this roller drum. It's kind of like that disparate future where that's how things are decided. And it's how you uh, entertain the masses. Right. Right. Well, I was sitting like a 92 on Metacritic, I think, right now. So It's great. Yeah, I, I'm glad that we have more demos because it's a lot to ask for 20 bucks just to try a game that I may hate. So I'm glad that we are getting more of these options. So back in the day when Xbox had, I think, every Xbox Live arcade game needed a demo. You know, I know I don't want to put pressure on devs to do that, but I, I think it would encourage more people to buy and try uh, yeah. versus, you know, oh, I don't know how it plays. But yeah, yeah. it's there. Um, but a game that you don't have, you don't have to pay anything to try if you have Game Pass, that's called Tinykin. Oh my goodness, this game is adorable. It's on Game Pass, just came out. It, the best way to uh, describe this game, it's uh, Pikmin as a 3D platformer. And the art style is beautiful. But it's like a 2D aesthetic. Like your main character looks like a cartoon character. And I love him. And um, essentially, uh, when you turn, it's almost like Paper Mario. Like where you only have one, like one plane. So he kind of, he doesn't like, he's not fully formed as a 3D uh, pixel or, or it, but it's, 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 it's goofy. world, right? Oh yeah. Like it's, it's, it's wonderful. It's world with like, yeah, the 2D. Yeah, t- there were some other games that have tried that, and it works pretty well. Um, but yeah, I mean, and you find these things called Tinykins, which essentially, it's Pikmin. Like, the first group you find, they are strong, so that you can uh, have them attack things or move things, um, which is very uh, pleasing. Uh, but then you'll get more as you advance, and they have different capabilities. And what I love about this, there was another uh, Pikmin-type game that I played back on Xbox uh, about a year ago, and I enjoyed that one as well. It had a different art style. It was a little bit more like almost like a um, uh, oh the 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 team that made uh, Psychonauts. Um, kind of mm. trying to remember the name, but they did that funky mm. art style that a lot of people don't like because sometimes it's kind of gross looking. But this one's very cute and charming, and um, uh, you have you know quests and things you need to do. Uh, you're gonna have to get things back for the citizens that live in this world. And it's really charming. I really liked it. I, I thought it was a lot of fun. I saw a lot of promise in what they were trying to do. And it's just a time. Not many indie studios can do a good 3d platform. I think they are doing some really cool ideas. And with Pikmin, the big thing I don't like Pikmin is like that, that night day cycle where you've got to feel pressure. Can you do this in time? There's none of that. You're just having a good time and going on missions. And it's, I think this is something that could really make the Pikmin fans happy 
but it's not that type of uh, you know that type of element with night day cycle. So I think this is a great, great game, especially to play with kids. Um, it's very simple, but I, I think there's going to be a challenge there as it gets more uh, difficult. Like you're, you're going to lose your tinykins, and it's like, oh my god, I don't have enough tinykins. I got to get more tinykins to do my thing, and then you need different ones to attack different things and move things. So um, definitely check out Tinykin. It's, it's a it's a fun game. On your recommendation, I just hit install on my Xbox on the uh, the Game Pass app. Yeah, so it might work well on streaming too, like on the cloud. I think it's a cloud gaming, so yep. it might, might work well too. Um, but it definitely is a 3D platformer, so you definitely I would recommend controls versus touchscreen because that, that is a is a is a whiff sometimes. Um, then moving on, wow, I'm going to be like probably the only person that has a negative thing to say about the Cowabunga Collection, and not because of its quality of the way it presents the games of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from the NES up to the Game Boy, uh, Genesis, uh, different systems, plus arcade. I think there's 13 games, different variations. Uh, there's a lot of great archival and uh, of just content with uh, somebody made like game guides, uh, which was really cool. They they had old ads that you could look, and then they do something really cool, Mark, where it's almost like a live play of the game, like almost like a demo of the game playing itself. But then you can hop in and play the game at any point. So if you mm-hmm. wanted to play the NES version of Team NT, get past like the water level and then jump in, you can. Mm-hmm. It's got save states. It's got everything you would want. But I'm not nostalgic anymore for these old games. Uh, so yeah. I, 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 I really respect what they did, but it doesn't mean the games are good. It's just they're there. And if you have a nostalgia for them, Awesome. I like the arcade games, but the actual console versions, the Game Boy versions, which some people are big fans, they like, they, they'd say, oh, they did some really cool things. Like the uh, SNES versions and the Genesis versions, I think, of the arcade games actually expanded, did more things, added to it, um, which is great, but not for me. I played a little bit of everything. And I'm like, eh, I get it. Moving on. I like Shredder's, uh, the Shredder's game much better because it takes what they did and laid the groundwork for, and they made it a better game. So, um, But I think for somebody that has that itch for nostalgia, it's the perfect buy. It's like 40 bucks on Switch. People love the, the collection. But for me, it is like I don't want to play those old games because I didn't enjoy them back then. I played them because that's what I had. But there's much better games than there. So I think it's a nostalgia play versus really if you're looking for a new experience because I think there's a better experience now. Yeah, that was the weird thing with the timing of this one. Like a better game, more modern game just came out. So unless you have severe nostalgia, like wanting to play these, it's it's a weird time. And like as someone that loved, like I played the hell out of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on the NES, even though that was impossible. And I love Turtles in Time, but I still haven't picked up this collection because I just played a Turtles game. I'd go back. I know I'd go back to the NES one for like 10 minutes and then be like, no, I'm out. Thank you. That was my quick little shot of nostalgia. Like Turtles in Time, I would happily buy for like five or $10 alone. But like this is a $50 Canadian. I'm like, do I really want to drop that? Splatoon's coming out this Friday. I pre-ordered that already. Um, you know, my wife's on Streamlight, uh, Dreamlight Valley. I want yeah, she needs a she needs a she needs that Dreamlight collection. Mark, you got a stream of cash coming in for that. That's it. That's it. And and you know, I and I said I want to I want to do Moss too. I, I just bought a, a Fox and see if these. So like, where's where's my gaming money going? It's not on this collection right now. 
like hopefully in the in the you know sometime in the future it might drop on sale a little bit because I really do want to play Turtles in Time, but like the rest of this is kind of like I either missed it when it first came out, so I don't really have nostalgia for it, like a couple of the games in this collection, or I know my my nostalgia will be short lived. So um, interesting to to hear that that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, and that's what it is. I mean, nostalgia is nostalgia. I mean, you either have it or you don't. If you don't, you respect what they did. The collection is awesome. I would love, I even shot it out. I'm like, okay, I played this. Now I want the, because we've got uh, D23 coming out with the gaming panel with Disney. I want the Marvel uh, arcade collection where it's got like Captain America and the X-Men, the Punisher. It's got, uh, it's got, um, let's see. Uh, the X-Men game, and it's also got the Spider-Man, the video game, uh, arcade game, which Maximum was awesome. Carnage. Well, it wasn't Maximum Carnage. It was just like this weird... No, no, I, I mean, add that to the list. Though. Oh, yeah, play, add that. Um, all the brawlers, the, the fighting games, mm-hmm. like the old, uh, was it the Children of the Atom X-Men game? Make that a collection, and I'm all in because I love arcade games. So um, there's this is I hopefully it's a, it's the trend in the right way that we're going to be able to have those collections versus having to buy that like arcade standalone console for like 300 bucks i don't want that right. too expensive yeah well we've gamed now it's the bonus round mark and but the question is have we really gamed because <laughs> the question becomes are we just filling our time because is there a drought mm-hmm. um because if anybody's looked at the gaming the games that were originally supposed to come out this fall uh in the, the year of 2022 the year of our lord Holy cow, we've lost a lot of games that we were expecting to play this year. I mean, mm-hmm. Starfield should have been out. Um, we were supposed to get um, the Marvel uh, Night, uh, was it Marvel yeah, Midnight, Midnight Suns, which I think is still TBD. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, essentially, um, it's surprising that anything's coming out this fall. I mean, and there's very mm-hmm. few. And I mean, I can walk us through the list of like big games that are coming out, but I mean, um, it, you know, and we could probably talk of the games. Like I'm wearing a God of War t-shirt. God of War Ragnarok is, is, is probably my main game. And you've talked about uh, Pokemon, but I mean, in, in Splatoon, but it's pretty lean. So um, what are you thinking about that? I mean, do you feel like, you're you're having to find a reason to game i mean is there games that you're just like i wish i was rather playing something else that isn't coming out this year for me i think it's a benefit of where where i am personally that i can i can get through droughts a little easier than maybe i could 10 15 years ago uh when you know i i didn't have a small child and stuff to keep me busy and Mm -hmm. occupied otherwise. Um, So nowadays it's, I still find that, you know, I don't have enough time to play everything I want to. So a drought is kind of nice that I can kind of catch up on some things and kind of leans into something that, that uh, Brennan Myers, uh, the winter gamer was saying in our discord. So he asked the question, what uh, are some games that fall into the category of backlog? uh the game for now and try again later uh he said for him it was mario mario plus rabbits uh he was struggling for some reason only to come back later and was able to complete the game this year um also just jumped back into hollow knight which i played a little bit uh but wasn't feeling it and now i don't want to go to bed and just keep playing it so it's a good time for those kind of and i I mentioned cyberpunk is is exactly that kind of game Mm -hmm. so if there's a lull 
uh, now, but a couple of games that I, and I mentioned a couple of games that I just got into. I finally just like two weeks ago, finished Pokemon uh, brilliant diamond. And I'm now uh, one thing away from, uh, from finishing uh, Pokemon Arceus. And I've been going through and just doing some, some minor quests before I actually finish that game off because I, I wasn't quite ready to be done. I wanted to finish some minor quests first. Um, so those are some games that like I played them as soon as they came out, I got them right away. And, and now because there's been a bit of a, a drought of like new stuff, I have been getting back into those experiences and, and getting ready for, you know, before Splatoon drops, I've been finishing off um, this season of Fortnite. Now a new Fortnite season is going to drop, I think next week or the week after. So I'll, that'll again, keep me busy with some new stuff. Splatoon, Pokemon coming out in November. Um, so that, that kind of fills my time, but like, I, 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 yeah, I think obviously, you know, there's a, there's a dread of games. Um, we got, we, we were talking about this a little bit before we started recording. I, I think we got news today that showed exactly that we were in a gaming drought and that is the elite controller adding more options and, uh, and coming to game pass. And at first glance, that is very exciting news. It's really good. We've got the Xbox Elite Series 2 uh, core controller, which is coming in uh, 129. Uh, the current Xbox Elite Series 2, and that one's in white. The current one uh, is is 179, and that comes with the... Um, uh, what's it come with like the charging charging dock uh extra paddles additional thumbsticks an additional d-pad and a carrying case the core version doesn't come with any of that extra it's, it's just the controller a cable and a uh, thumbstick adjuster thumbstick adjuster <laughs> that's it so it's it's just and uh so i think you know that if that wasn't telling enough um and then you can buy the component pack for that for like 60 bucks but if that wasn't telling enough, we also got news that the elite controllers are coming to Xbox design labs in 2023. If we weren't in a drought, why would anyone ever announce something like that this early when we're coming up to a holiday season, when you could announce or push ads for design lab for people to order over the holidays. That's a great gift. My brother got his design lab mm-hmm. controller a few years ago for, as a Christmas gift, it was designed exactly how he wanted it and, and whatever. I got one for myself last year. Um, we know the hype that's been in the community for design lab and they could push that again. They just added some new options to it. Why shoot yourself in the foot with that? Why, why do this and say it now? And then I'm sure there's some people that were thinking about a design lab controller and they were like, nah, I'll wait for the elite. You know, like it's because there's a lack of games. They needed some news. They needed something. Exactly. Been hitting with Splatoon directs and Pokemon directs and trailers and this and that. And Xbox is like, we need something. Come on. Like what What you got? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. This thing's coming. We, out we got six hours of streaming oh, at. Go. Uh, ga- yeah, we got six hours of streaming at Gamescom of games you might be interested in. Probably not though. Right. Yeah, I don't. Like, yeah, that might be just me being cynical, man. But when I saw this news, I was excited. Obviously, like it's it's great. I I you know consider myself kind of like an Xbox gamer, even though I I do love Nintendo as well. But like 
Xbox is my my main go-to and uh, I've never picked up an Elite Series. I think the core controller saving me 50 bucks might make that a little bit easier to handle and I do like the white. Uh, and I'm curious to see the Design Lab stuff. I actually just ripped apart my Design Lab controller oh. because uh, it broke. Oh, no. Um, I think I mentioned this uh, before, but I, I, I might not have. Um, so it broke a, a, a couple months ago. Um, just the, the sticks weren't working. So I had my standard Series X controller, just the black boring one. So I ripped the shell off of that one, took my Design Labs controller apart, took all the pieces from that, the thumb sticks, the triggers, uh, and the front and back panels, and just used the insides with the working, perfectly working insides mm-hmm. from my standard controller. And now it just has like the shell and all the shiny custom bits from, uh, from that. So the only thing that I wasn't able to transfer was the top green panel, oh. um, like where the charger would go sure. into and that kind of stuff. Um, but uh, you know, I, 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 it still has my name on it and still has the, the triggers and, and thumbsticks that I, I want it with for my, my design lab. So thumbs up. Um, but well, but, Sony uh, did the same thing, Mark, with their their uh, Dual Sense right. uh, Edge controller. They also yeah. announced that they didn't even announce a price or when it's coming. It's like, <laughs> thanks guys for leaving us hanging because you know, yeah. uh, hopefully my controller doesn't die, so I need a new one. It's like kind of like that early, uh, you know, they just PlayStation just announced like their camouflage, the side panels, and the new Pulse Elites and the the Dual Sense, <laughs> and I'm like, I just want to hold off because. I know I'm going to get screwed with the, my choice because there's going to be something cool the next day. I've always wanted an elite. I've wanted, I want the new controller. So, I mean, I'm hoping that I can just hold off until um, mm-hmm. the design labs come out. We can find out what the upcharge will be. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm not hoping that I, 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 maybe I'm not naive enough to think it's just going to be like $10 more. I think with the elite, it'll be more, but hopefully they give us more options, you know, like, like yeah. actual like decals and like not the decals, but like designs you can actually put a lot into versus here's a gray stick. Here's a red stick. I think it would be cool if it would be like go gonzo and have fun. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that has some really cool designs and just like standard design lab. Like my wife is a completely obsessed with uh, the pride shell. And the, mm-hmm. the, uh, she yeah. loves it. Just so, it's so colorful and vibrant. She, she absolutely loves it. Um, see, so like, I, again, I, I think that, but, uh, oh, back to, I, I know you're feeling the dread a little bit more than me. So are you feeling like Brendan Myers is feeling like there, there's some stuff to go back to, or are you just kind of like feeling the drought? I am feeling drought because I'm not a backlog guy. I'm like, if the game was that great that I bought and I haven't played it already, I'm probably not going to. Um, I have tried games out and I'm like, that's good. I'm, I, I, it's a good enough of experience and I don't need to play every game completely through. Um, there's games my sons want to play like cult of the lamb. I've heard it's great, but I've heard there's some things that might not be great for me in regards to like roguelike elements or building like a camp. That's just not my deal. Um, but you know, when I think of the games I might've been able to play, that I would really be passionate about. That's what I'm lacking. I want the game that gets me to completely commit to an experience. And I just haven't had that lately. And I want a bigger experience. Like I I look at the games that I would have been playing like replaced, which is that uh, Xbox darling that they show that looked like a uh, weird pixel uh, cyberpunk game. That looks awesome. Uh, 
you know, Starfield, Redfall, um, a lot of games that I was hoping, uh, you know, Suicide Squad kills the Justice League, um, you know, Stalker 2, I could go through the list, Forspoken, um, even High Life got, like, that's the high on life game from Justin Rayland, got pushed out yeah. to December. And I'm just right. saying, like, well, I looked at September, what am I going to play? I'm going to play Splatoon because it's in my mm-hmm. queue and from Gamefly, I'm going to play it. But after yeah. that, I'm like, there's no games coming until October for me that I'm really excited about. So it will be probably cyberpunk playing on my uh, PlayStation, which is great because it does give me that opportunity to re-engage with a game. I've really wanted to, that's a hearty experience that I can just really focus only on that. Obviously I want to talk about more games. So as things pop up, I'll play those and, and try and, and just have a good time. But yeah, I mean, just the disappointment is like, um, there's a lot that's missing and I will probably play games that I probably didn't intend to, just because there are those gaps because November, December, you know, are things going to get move out of January? Mm-hmm. I don't know. So that's, the, that's going to be my biggest uh, challenge. And um, Splatoon is my Nintendo game. Um, although Bayonetta is a game from Nintendo that I'll play as well. So that's good. Cause I'll have more time to play Bayonetta, a game that I love Bayonetta too. So it, it's that, that, that um, balance of time, that you have to do these things. And lately I've been working like a fiend, so I haven't been able to game. So uh, even if the game was there, could I even play it? Probably not. So sometimes we have to check ourselves. Like what's the reality of what we can actually do, afford and play. I have Gamefly, So luckily I get like games from Xbox, PlayStation and switch. But if you're like a digital gamer, you've got to buy everything. Um, there's limited demos. You, you don't have the opportunity. Um, and maybe you're just a one household gamer, like where you have a switch or you have an Xbox, or you only have a, uh, you know, we have everything. It's, a, it's an embarrassment of riches. We can play yeah. on everything. And now I don't have to share with my son uh, because he has his PC. So we're in a much better spot. Um, I wanted to get back into Destiny. I can do that. So, Mark, That's, I can complain yeah. all I want, no, but there's more games than I could actually play, and it's going to push me back to games that I've been procrastinating on, and that's a good mm-hmm. thing. And that's that's it. Like the, I think the games as a service or whatever you want to call those live live games uh-huh. like Fortnite and the Destiny and that kind of stuff is uh, we're we're kind of lucky to have those in a drought. If that's your your game, mm-hmm. if you're a single player game experience uh, that you know you want a story driven content kind of game, um, yeah, I think you're hurting more than people like like me that I, i'm fine playing Fortnite a couple of times a week and hanging out with my friends and my my cousin and uh or, or my my nephew or whatever and and uh and just kind of you know doing that or see if these or you mentioned destiny and i've been seeing a few people get back into destiny and um but kind of feeling that itch again and and destiny characters just showed up in Fortnite. And oh yeah playing stranger the exo stranger uh for the last like since she dropped in the store um yeah, man, Destiny's Destiny's one that's kind of pulling me back in. But again, it's like that that game is one of those like, okay, but if I get back into Destiny, I'm gonna need like to set aside time for like a five hour raid, and it's it's just no, that, that's a thing don't I'm do it, Mark. Just play the campaign. I find it's very fun, and playing the campaign with another friend is so much fun. Yeah. Uh, it's that Halo like experience that they just got right and can just really have a good time. Even like, um, and something that's there that I think is, is something we should talk about is too, is like Halo was supposed to have the co-op campaign split screen 
that got canceled. But you are going to be able yeah. to play co-op with a friend, uh, I believe, online in the fall. So maybe that's an experience where you held off. Like Sean Nias, he held off on Halo uh, because he wanted to play with his son. Now he's going to have to play with his son on basically you're going to have to buy another console, unfortunately, to do so. <laughs> but still, that is a situation where now you can re-enjoy that game with others, and it's coming out. And if you already own it, Wow, it's a new experience. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm. I'm really curious to see how other people are feeling in this job because I, I don't think it's. I don't think anyone can deny that we're we're in a weird place right now with with uh, which what kind of games are coming out and stuff. So so Brennan, anyone in the Discord or anything, uh, I want to hear what what you're playing and how you're handling this. Yeah, because there's more games, even with a drought, there's more games to play than the time you have. And I always say, oh, I'll do it on the holidays, but I've got family visiting or my mom's visiting. I'm like, and I'm not going to play games when my mom is there because I'm like, thank you, Todd, for hanging out with me as you play your game. I mean, like, so literally this yeah. summer has not worked out for me to just take a week off and just play games. It, it never that's, does. So that's yeah. why it's taken me so long to play Moss. Like that was one of the first games I heard that such great things about that. I picked it up when I first picked up my quest, which was back in what February, March, something like that. Mm -hmm. And it's taken me, you know, I played through most of it and it didn't take me long to finish it. And that's how close I was to the end of this, this game. Um, but it, it just took me so long because VR is such a intimately personal experience that that blocks out everyone else. So after the baby finally goes to bed, if if Loren and I are hanging out, even if we both want to play something on Switch or I'm on Xbox and she's on Switch, we're at least kind of there next to each other mm -hmm. can still interact or be like, Hey, what are you doing? Oh, look what I just did. You can uh, even VR, cast the I'm quest like, to a TV what, so she could see oh, what you you're doing here. Yeah. You know, well, exactly. I, and I've done that a couple of times if it's something interesting, but um, you know, I find it's, it's, it's so like, I just wait till everyone's gone to bed and, and then I'll, I'll put my VR on or, or wait, you know, until I have that time that I don't, I feel so rude jump, <laughs> jumping into VR. Kind of does. Cause yeah. Going on. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, like she, she was upstairs with Finn earlier trying to get him to bed and I popped on and I was playing darts and she came down and she's like, Hey, I'm behind you. And I was like, Oh, what? Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I could have killed you. Take off uh, and said, like, yeah, I'm throwing darts here, man. Yeah. Um, this is serious stuff. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's tough to, to find that, that time and, and stuff, but it's, uh, yeah. Finding, finding that balance in, and, trying to get through that that drought it's uh it's picking your experiences and times and and maximizing what you can do and um and what you you have in your backlog i guess is is the best the best thing to do yeah and i'm a big fan of um playing as long as you enjoy it don't try to yes. force the fun um move on yes you spent the money but you don't have to, uh, you know, like do it in spite. It don't make the game horrible because I'm like, oh, I spent the money on this game. No, just move on. It's Torture a collection. Not going to get the money back. Exactly. It's a collection, not a backlog. It's not a challenge. It's not something that's on you to make you uh, miserable. It's because it's just giving you more options to say, uh, I thought that was interesting, but it just didn't appeal to me. That's perfectly fine, folks. No one's judging you. It's not like you have to look at your collection like, oh my goodness, I'm a failure. Nope. Play what you enjoy. When you when you find that game that just clicks, you'll know it. And you'll be like, I'm all in. If something didn't click, it's not going to be better after 20 hours. If it took 20 hours to get better, uh, 
that's a tough one. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, folks, yeah, let us know what your thoughts are on this drought. Are, are you enjoying it? I mean, even I got to play four hours of Madden, which I never do because I have the EA play on Xbox, which I enjoyed because I actually looked like I felt like I was a boss on football and I know I suck, but it made me feel good about playing my Vikings. I'm going into the fantasy football season. So this is all my my era of like trying something new. So um, maybe there's a game you just want to try. And with all these subscription services, there's no reason not to try something new that may be your new favorite game. So that is it, Mr. Mark. So with that, tell people where they can find you around the web. Did I ever tell you about the time for Halloween I dressed up as a wizard with a football jersey? Yes, you did. Football on the end of my staff, and that was fantasy football, and nobody got it. That, that was fun. If you have that uh, costume, you, you if you have that costume, next podcast yep. you'll be wearing it. Oh man, I still, I don't know if I still have the wig and the beard. I'll check. I'll check around. Um, I know I still have the staff, but I don't know if I have the football at the end of it. Anyway, uh, so you can find me online on Twitter, uh, Instagram, TikTok, everywhere else as the underscore Canardian and on Xbox and Switch as Canardian. And of course, in our Discord channel. So jump over there and say hi. Yes, folks, uh, while you're there, uh, tweet at Mark to be the fantasy football wizard. That'd be great. Uh, Appreciate that. Um, I will not guarantee to be in a costume. Maybe we'll wear costumes for the Halloween episode of Co-op Mode. Let us know if you would like to see us in that. That'd be a lot of fun, actually. I think we should do that. Costumes for Halloween is going to happen. Uh, And if you want to hear that, you know, if you want that to happen, uh, tweet at me, at Tioxtra, for my own personal content where I talk about fantasy football, my desire to have an arcade collection of Marvel uh, games, Thank you, Disney. Uh, please make that happen. Um, yeah, and I just talk about the geeky stuff and hopefully trying to keep things positive. Mark, keep me in check to make sure I stay positive because I want to be that guy. But also check out Secret Friends U and all of our content there and SecretFriendsUnite.com for the latest and greatest. Um, but my goodness, it's been a ride. We've had a good time. Uh, and we always want to uh, say thank you, friends, for joining us on Discord our groups, Facebook, wherever you find us, because it's been a pleasure to talk to you about the world of games every other week. So with that, Mark, folks, thank you for joining us. And as always, it's always better to game together. This podcast is part of the Secret Friends Unite podcasting network. Visit secretfriendsunite.com for more great shows, articles, news, reviews, and more. Secret Friends Unite podcasts are available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and other podcast services around the world. If you'd like to be part of the conversation, you can join us on Facebook or our new Discord server, or follow at Secret Friends U on Twitter. Please subscribe to Secret Friends Unite on YouTube and visit our merch store at tpublic.com. Just search Secret Friends Unite. Thanks for listening.